Okay, friend, welcome to Wednesday, September the 7th. Thanks for, is it the 7th? Let me just check this because I don't want to confuse you today. But welcome to another episode of Enough for Today. Yeah, Wednesday the 7th. I'm pre-recording this because I am with a team of people. We took some of our team, our worship team, to a worship conference these last few days. And so as you've been watching these videos, we have been soaking up uh, some great teaching, some learning some new songs, and really uh, getting our hearts tooled up for the coming months of ministry. So appreciate you praying for us. I'm sure by the time we're seeing this video, our, my heart and our hearts of our team will be quite full um, and thankful as well for God's grace and mercy in our lives. Well, uh, that said, welcome to Wednesday. Psalm 60 is our text today, and we're going to read the first five verses. Read the whole thing yesterday. We talked about um, the historical background of this psalm being, uh, you can find it in 2 Samuel 8, 1 through 14, 10, 6 to 18, and Chronic, 1 Chronicles 18, 1 to 13, and 19, 6 to 19. These are David's early victories. Now, why is it significant? Because under Saul, um, things didn't go well. If you remember, there were a lot of defeats. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines. Israel was shamed as a nation. The people uh, were downcast and they were, uh, their faith was shaken. So David is now king and he is going to celebrate or going to rally the people to trust the Lord and to engage in the battles that uh, the Lord is calling them to engage in too. But David's going to contrast their experience of feeling forsaken by God with his faith and heart and belief that God has not forsaken them, that if they will honor him, he will revive and renew and bring victory in their nation. This is true of our lives today. If you believe that God is done, then he is, okay, because he will never in your life go beyond your belief. This is why Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth, okay? Everything with God begins with belief. So if you start with unbelief, if your posture with God is, I don't believe until you show me, well, there's a very good chance you're never going to really believe. You're certainly never going to see the wonderful and exponential victories that God wants you to experience. Because in all of God's victories, the first posture of his follower is, I believe. I believe God is at work. I believe God is doing something. And I'm going to act on that belief. We talked a little bit about this on Sunday. I am going to believe to the point of action. And that's where David is in this psalm. But he's going to rehearse where the people were and how they felt forsaken. So this is beginning in verse 1. Oh God. Thou hast cast us off, thou hast scattered us, thou hast been displeased. Now, God was displeased with Saul's pride and with Israel's uh, forgetfulness of him. And there was a scattering, there was defeat, there was discouragement. But it was a result of the people's rebellion and the king's rebellion, okay? So David is remembering and rehearsing the feeling, listen, when you rebel against God, you, it won't be long before you feel cast off, scattered, and you know that God is displeased. But it's not that God is rejecting you. He is 
it is the experience of your rejection of him. He is as close as arms uh, reach. He is, his arms and heart are open to you, and he's waiting for you to come back to him and to turn back to him. But when you've rebelled, you're going to feel cast off and scattered and that he is displeased. And it's a, a dangerous place because when you feel cast off, your psyche says, I can never get back. He, no, he doesn't want me back. He does want you back. Okay. Jesus died to bring you back, but you have to want to be wanted back. You have to repent. You have to come back. And, uh, and so you, here's my point in verse one. It's the experience, the feeling, the sense of being cast off. It's not a permanent, it's not a real, it's not reality. The fact is God's a redeemer. God is a drawing God. He wants you to return to him. And he's gone to amazing, uh, generous, lavish, sacrificial lengths, the life of his son to bring you, to give you access back to him. So David does pray, God, turn yourself to us again. And he's praying on behalf of his nation. God, we did forsake you and you forsook us. But he's saying, God, we're coming back. Would you turn back to us? Would you give us the experience, the sense that you've turned back to us? Which is a great prayer. Verse 2, thou hast made the earth to tremble. Thou hast broken it. Heal the breaches thereof. In their defeats, the earth trembled. They trembled. In their defeats, they were devastated. They were broken as a nation. Their nation was broken. Okay, And so David's praying for healing. Heal the breaches. Heal the, um, I'm trying to remember what the word breaches means in this context, uh, the fracture, the breakage. Heal the breakage. Heal the ruins. Specifically, uh, uh, resurrect the dream. Okay, I love that picture. Uh, heal what has been broken, what has been afflicted, what has been bruised, what has been destroyed, what has been hurt, what has been vexed. I'm thinking of a phone call I had this morning. It was a lengthy phone call with a new family in our church, and um, they wanted to share some things they've been through. And the, the, the lady on the phone said in a recent service that her and her husband could not stop crying the entire service. Now, what's that all about? And she said, we feel that God is washing us of our hurt, that he's bringing healing. And I said, that's exactly what he's doing because he is a healer. He's a mender and a repairer and a redeemer and a restorer of what has been hurt or broken. And my friend, he wants to heal you. And that's what David is praying from as a new king going into battle, he's reviving hope in his nation. And he's teaching the people, listen, you feel cast off, but turn again because God will turn again. God, see, David knows God not to be a rejecter, but to be a receiver. He knows God to be a healer. So God heal what has been broken and torn and shaken and bruised. Do you ever feel that way? Does your soul feel that way? Oh, my friend, you're in a good place in Psalm 60 because God is a healer of these things. Thou hast showed thy people hard things. Thou hast made us to drink the wine of astonishment. I'm reminded of my own journey with cancer. I'm reminded of Lamentations 3, when Jeremiah said, He's made me to drink gall and bitterness. Um, David understood the heart of God. The sovereign plan of God leads through dark valleys, leads through sorrowful times, leads through hard things. And I love how David credits God. God, you're showing us hard things. Now, I'm going to park it here, but 
if you want to read ahead of me, he's building the thought. He says, you've showed us these things. You've made us to drink the wine of astonishment so that, and verses four and five, we'll have to save for tomorrow. But it's so that something spectacular can happen. It's almost like saying you have to wait for the sun to set before you can really enjoy the fireworks. Uh, You have to go through some darkness to really appreciate the light that God is about to break through in your life. My friend, we're going to pause there. You may feel cast off, but you are not. You may feel that you can never come back to God, but his arms are open. Run to him. He is a healer. He brings you through hard things so that he can show you wonderful things. And we'll pick that up tomorrow. Happy Wednesday. See you tomorrow.